0: Clay, as we get into Zero Hour, the season finale for Star Trek Mm. Enterprise's third season, I have to ask, is this cold open, this teaser with the three reptilians standing around at a bar in their reptile spaceship eating mice, worst cold open the show has ever done? Top five? Top (laughs) ten? I find it pretty bad. You've never cheersed
1: (laughs) cheersed a couple of rodents with your buddies before? Going out and uh, destroying a planet. I
0: have to give the show credit for they at least did the, a little bit of putting the mice into empty mouth masks or something. Whatever happened to the mice? If they the if the actors actually put them in their mouths and then spit them out once the camera was over or something, they attempted to do something with it. They didn't just hold them up. But I I, I thought it was terrible. I was
1: actually looking. I was actually looking, and they do cut before they put them in their mouths. So I think they put fake fake mice in their
0: okay. mouths. F- yeah, fake mice. Not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. They're not moving when they drop they them in. Drop them in. That is probably just like a, a toy or a prosthetic or something. I thought it was a yeah. bad cold open. Just, um I mean, I guess it's sort of a, a recap to that point of what you're supposed to expect going in. But it's like, it's the ultimate of just mustache twirling. They're like, and now we will destroy them. And then it cuts. It's it's so little information. And this is a this is a series that does a lot of terrible cold opens. But I thought this one was. For where this one is in the end of this whole season-long arc, I was like, "Wow, that's the that's the best cold open that you guys could come up with." That's that's pretty weak, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I honestly, it honestly didn't even click with me as being bad because I expect so little of the cold opens of this show anyway. Sure. Um, that uh, ever since that one that was just waking up trip so he could answer the phone. I've kind of shut my brain off during most of the cold opens. And they only, they only register with me when they're exceptionally good. So,
0: Let's take a break. This one was not exceptionally good. They, 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 let's take <laughs> a break. We'll play a clip from the episode, which is pot, called Pot, Zero meat, Hour. kettle, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Zero Hour. It's the season finale of Enterprise, the third season. We're going to take a break. We'll play a clip. We'll come back, and we'll break it down.
1: We won't be able to transport directly onto the control platform. It's too heavily shielded. We'll have to beam in and out, no deeper than this peripheral framework. What if you need to board the weapon before your crewman completes her decryptions? I'm taking her with me. So she's hardly in any shape. She's She's been there, Malcolm. Malcolm. That's where she deciphered the third launch code. She was drugged. There's no reason to believe that she'll remember anything. She's coming with me. I want you and your team to beam in right before we do. Secure the closest route to the platform. If you succeed in creating the Overload, what makes you think you'll be able to get out in time? I'll give everyone a chance to get to the Outer Framework. You'll be in charge of helping Hoshi. And you, sir. I have no plans of dying on that weapon, Malcolm.
0: This is Zero Hour. It's the 24th episode of the third season. It came out on May 26, 2004. 11 out of 13 of the Temporal Cold War arc. Only two left of these guys to go. 25 of 28 in the Zindy Crisis. We have three episodes coming up in the fourth season that are going to be called Zindy Crisis Arc episodes. Written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. Brandon Braga. Directed by Alan Croker. In-universe date is February 14th, 2154, 2161, and an alternate 1944. But we're not going to get to that right away. In this episode, with the weapon on its way to Earth, Archer leads a small team to intercept it before he can strike. Paul leads the Enterprise on a mission to destroy one of the spheres in the Expanse. So we did it, Clay. We made it to yet another season of Star Trek. Star Trek in general. This one's Enterprise's Mm. third season. We had a Mm -hmm. season-long arc of Zindi-ness. We have had a couple episodes towards the end here of chasing down the weapon. Um, There's the last two episodes where the the crew is just ultimately chasing down this thing to see what's going to happen. Last episode, we thought was fairly average, fairly middling. A lot of chasing. This episode is a little bit more chasing, although they do catch the thing at the end of it and they managed to blow it up. What did you think of Zero Hour? As specifically a season finale, ignore the end. Let's not t- let's not talk about the ending <laughs> of this episode. Talk about everything up until the last three minutes of this episode. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's a that's a big asterisk on whatever I'm going to say next. Um i thought it was pretty good i uh um like the only thing left for them to do at this point is to stop the weapon from destroying earth and i thought they handled that stuff pretty well i thought the action was engaging um i thought the appearance of shran was great uh man oh man jeffrey combs just relishing being in the captain's seat on mm-hmm. that ship he is he is nibbling and <laughs> munching on every bit of scenery he can get his teeth on and he he's fantastic he's he, got a lot of he emotion. was auditioning he was if this was if this episode came out in the year the year of our lord 2021 the internet response to this episode would be give Schran his own show and for once i would agree with him so <laughs> <they should. laughs> Um, shran or combs is somebody else i don't know if i could stand to see a shran either way strand yeah show. just yeah. just put put jeffrey combs in the captain's chair and just and just let him go but i mean his i think his performance as shran is is very fun and i think it, it's a uh, uh he's he's like the only person on this show that actually has some character to him and like yeah. is kind of exciting to watch everybody else is pretty down the middle and bland Yep. so when he shows up it's it's always it's always a pleasure um the the polar opposite of that, however, is fucking Daniels, who I wanted to <laughs> launch out of a goddamn cannon in this episode. I could not Oh my God, I could not believe that shit in this in this episode. It was really, really annoying me. Um Daniels is quickly
0: <laughs> going up the list of I, I think Daniels has potentially a case for the worst Star Trek character of all time. Like People, yeah, people, he's pretty high on my list. People yeah. will say, like, Loxana and stuff. But the the annoying thing about Loxana is, like, the character is annoying. And Michelle mm-hmm. Barrett and everything does a good job. And the scriptwriters, like, they make that character annoying. But within what she's supposed to be, she is a good I guess I would say a good performance. It's just whether or not you want to oh, have that yeah. character be in the show as much as, is a question that maybe you'd ask the writers, especially of TNG. But yeah. she is what she's supposed to be. Daniels, I think, is a terrible performance, a terrible outfit, a terrible actor mixed with a a role that I don't understand and that the show is just forcing constantly down your throat to accept him as something um, – He's awful. I don't know if we want to start with him, but I, I do want to talk
1: about him for a little bit. I interrupted you though. If you had more thoughts about Zero Hour as a whole, um, yeah. Just aside from that, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I thought the action was was uh, was solid. Um, I liked the final stuff when they're, I mean, doing the silly business about changing the light tubes on the. <laughs> you put in the put in the neon light tubes backwards, and the entire. Um, thing blows up sure whatever yep Yep. um yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty good i thought it was effective uh uh, thematically maybe not really much going on but um as far as an exciting episode of enterprise i think it was one of the better actiony ones that that i've seen
0: so i guess we i guess we disagree here i don't i don't hate this episode i didn't think it was bad I was a little bit surprised. Like To me, a lot of the action here feels either redundant or um, extremely predictable in a way that it's like there's a... Sure, sure. They're kind of doing like the the Archer fight is really the... um, Is it Search for Spock where Kirk fights the Klingon at the end? I think it's... No, it's... uh, Yes. Yes, it is Search for Spock
1: yeah that mm-hmm.
0: that felt very much like that with like the repeated kicks and everything like he's laying on the ground he's kicking them and stuff and it's it's that kind of like a hand-to hand combat thing um you know it, I think that Archer running in slow motion as the thing blows up is terrible quite frankly like I watched that and yeah I I, I, I I feel that um I feel that this show does action in a way that like even for me who generally doesn't like action I really don't like enterprise action but outside mm-hmm. of that I was kind of startled by how much of this episode is groups of people standing in rooms talking about what they're gonna do in about fifteen minutes. Like yes. there's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And it's it's not interesting. And it's not even it's not even revelatory. It's just like, yeah, once we catch up with that ship, yeah. we're gonna beam on. He's like, Are we there? yet? he goes, No, five minutes. Okay, okay. Well, how about we cut it to Paul I, talking about what she's gonna do for the next five minutes?
1: I'll be completely honest. As I was watching this, I didn't really register most of the dialogue in the first 15 minutes and i knew that i didn't have to (laughs) yeah yeah. because i like i was watching it and i kind i was like all right i know what they're talking about to an extent but it's not really landing in my head and at no point did i feel like i needed to go back and find out because whatever they were saying was clearly just like you're saying it was it was it was bland kind of talking in a room wasting time to get to the to the good stuff you it's not really even doing a, anything there
0: it's not even a there's no conflict with what they're doing they're just the only conflict right. is that they don't right. have they they're basically waiting for things to happen around them and it's not a it's not a question of is this the right thing to do they're literally just talking about like yeah when we get to this thing i'm going to beam onto it and then we're going to to paul's going to go shoot the sphere with an energy thing and i'm going to beam onto this ship and i'm yeah. going to try to blow it up and you wait a
1: long time well, for that to thing, happen The only bit of like, excuse me, the only bit of like conflict you get out of it is when uh, Archer and Reed are arguing about who's going to go lead the team or whatever. And then they both end up going anyway. Yeah, I I would say that they're both on the they're both on the weapon. So who who gives a shit?
0: Right. Uh, That's a good point. And I I think the one like I think in a better show, this opening Uh, sequence of events is maybe 5% them telling the audience what they're going to do, what the plan is. And 95% of it is sort of character scenes that based on the season that you've gotten to this far, these are sort of the final scenes that the characters have with each other about the arcs that they've experienced. The only one that they Mm -hmm. do, and it's not even arc, is that Archer talks to Hoshi for a minute. And because she's traumatized by being kidnapped, which has really no relevance to the season it's only that it happened last episode and they have to talk about it a little bit it kind of fits the hoshi thing about she doesn't even really i mean she does kind of bring up the the fact about archer and her meeting initially but it's only as this sort of weird throwback instead of a hoshi almost being like i told you i didn't want to come to space and look at what happened to me which i think is more Mm -hmm. of an appropriate character beat for her but i guess she's grown past that but the show doesn't really spend time on that
1: stuff yeah, that's tough for her because like if you're playing that beat at that moment, then it's not exactly the most heroic beat to play for someone who's gone through what they've gone through at this point, you know, right before yep. they go into the final battle. Uh, so I can understand why they didn't do that. Um, I don't I don't other, need that,
0: I guess. I So I, I guess sure. my point would be that I don't really, I don't need her to do that. But I was expecting more scenes along those lines of Trip and Tapal have a
1: conversation. I think <clears> – <throat> Hey, man, she tells him how old she is. That's a big deal. That's way at the end, isn't it? When does that happen? Is that in the beginning? That happens at the end, yeah. I Th- think that's, that's the after end. So. As, yes. Because <laughs> they're still – because they haven't uh, completely – she hasn't completely healed yet. Yes. And she becomes self-conscious about her cracking skin. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Yeah, I just I – I did think she was really good. I thought she played that scene really well. But um, going back to Hoshi, uh, I think what you could do there is you could have – hoshi voice that opinion but then have archer reassure her and be like well look at what you have done like that kind of thing yeah and build build her confidence back up because her whole thing at that point is she's her brain's broken and she her confidence is busted and everything and so it 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 probably does need a little bit more finesse than just uh um Hey, you got to go back on the ship with me and she, and her kind of freaking out a bit. But Yeah. Yeah, there's there's not even even this with like, like the, that, really. the the Yeah, even with the Zindi guys, there's not much like thematic stuff. There's no like uh if we if we succeed, this means the difference ma- this is the difference maker in all of the future of all our kind or anything like that. It's just at the end they just kind of the, the one guy pops in and he's like we put the council back together. The reptile, the reptilians are well. They'll they'll be they'll back. Be back. But, uh, they'll be
0: back. They, <laughs> they, always, anyway. they always walk out. They you know it's all teenage runaways. It's like they'll just they'll just come back. Do you want those guys back? Haven't they betrayed you enough,
1: Zindi? I know Zindi guy. Well, you know, I, I mean, I guess it depends if if the point of the, if the point of the Zindi is that you can have it, uh, multiple. Uh, not everybody on a planet is exactly the same. I, I guess you could extrapolate that out that not every reptilian is is uh sure <laughs> a uh a, a mutinous monster but um i'm gonna say they probably get one of their senators taken away or one of their electoral yeah they, votes they, votes they taken lose away a vote or something They've, they they no yeah. longer have uh, a yeah.
0: shareholder majority or whatever coupled with it one very weird tangent here complete this i think it's this episode right they go with three out of the five codes we can't launch the weapon immediately, which we could do if we have five out of five, Makes that makes no fucking sense yes. to me whatsoever because the three out of five is just a vote whether or not you want to do it or not. It's not a, yeah. now that we have five out of five, let's kill them extra quickly. But if we don't, let's kill them a little bit slower just because we might have some dissenting opinions amongst us. Made no goddamn sense.
1: Yeah, that was a really weird extra detail they threw in there i i i have to imagine because someone in the writer's room was like why don't they just yeah why don't they just shoot them yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) well uh i don't maybe they need to warm it up and they it only it warms up slowly if you only have three keys or something i don't know
0: i would have accepted the warm-up thing. i I I guess the problem with that is you why don't they just start warming the thing up now as they're flying there and then they can Mm -hmm. do it but it's it's totally irrelevant
1: i i just i think that L- Who's asking those questions, though? Like, who, nobody ever asks that question about the Death Star. It's true. I mean they they build that in. They build that into the Death Star in at least what is it? Uh, is it at least Return of the Jedi? They build it in that it has to clear the moon or something like that. It has to sure. the moon has to be out of the way so it has a clear shot at Endor or something. Yeah. That's less uh, a design the flaw and more just
0: bad timing, I guess, on the the Empire's right. part. Yeah. yeah. I yeah I, I like. You mentioned the Zindi. I think the Zindi even feeds into it. I just I think it's, it's a general problem of the season has not had anything to close at this point. Like, if you want to make a direct right. comparison to DS9 wrapping everything up and wrapping up the Founder War, there's a lot of stories that are being closed out at that point. And I don't think that Enterprise has the sheer number of characters that DS9 had that you kind of have to close out over the course mm-hmm. of a couple episodes, but... When you're down to Archer and Hoshi talking about the thing that happened last episode that isn't totally relevant, and the rest of the time is dedicated to explaining the chase that you're watching and why the parties are splitting up and what they're going to do, it's really disheartening that this show has chosen to wrap up the last two episodes in a very Enterprise-style, which is just action, for action's sake, and... (laughs) Honestly yeah. like my eyes are glazing over. It's just like god like I know they're going to catch this fucking thing and I know it's going to be a fist fight and that's the way it ends. But even even if you want an action thing, I guess what my point is that I don't think this is well crafted action in the sense that the chase sure. is yeah. got my pulse going and it's like is something going to happen? Like what, what's who's going to make the ultimate sacrifice here? Like what are the what's the cost that they have to pay to make this happen? It's really mm. right down the middle everything you'd expect a fastball right over the plate and then you just hit it. And, and
1: the show hits a single out of it, I suppose would be my argument. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's what makes uh, it when we got, when I, when it got to the end, if, if we can include the last couple minutes for a second, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed and upset by the ending of the, of the, episode. <laughs> and, I was trying to I was trying to figure out why because I was like well you know cliffhanger okay time travel well, what, or something. What do you mean by know. disappointed? I suppose. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. Okay, I'll, I'll get there sure. in a second. Uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out. I was, like, I was trying to. I took a step back and I was like, well, maybe this is just like a cliffhanger, doing something different. And then it occurred to me what was bothering me, <clears throat> and it's that at the end of this story they've been telling for a, a whole season. Archer doesn't fucking learn anything. Like, there's no, there's no finish to the story for him, or really anybody, except for the fact that they save Earth. That's yes. it. There's no real like catharsis or or payoff to this. uh, the, My enemy is a person two theme that they've been keep, you know, throwing at us episode after episode. Um. I think that's also why Daniels was really fucking annoying me in this one because it's like none of that is involved in any of his stuff. Not to mention the fact that at no point does Archer go, Why can't you do something about what you, why can't they've got future people helping them? Can't you give me like a special gun or something? (laughs) Like he never questions Daniels. Yeah, give me one of your space. And it's just, yeah, yeah, give me that sweet black licorice (laughs) thing you're wearing. It looks like it'd be great from running away from an explosion. Uh, but it's like they—you get to the end and they save Earth. Everybody's fine, but like it made it—it it made me think: what was all of this in service of, other than them just saving Earth? Yes, and because there's no story. The that, reason I'm—that's I'm th- the thing. Right. It's there's the reason I'm thinking that. The reason I'm thinking that is not because I'm I'm wanting too much out of this show. It's because they were giving us all that stuff along the way. At least they were trying to. They were trying to give this thematic story that was going along with um, the actual stop the weapon plot that was going on. And then you get to the end and it's disappointing because Archer saves the day a couple episodes ago by explaining that he has junk from the future that somebody left in his his bathroom or whatever. Um, And that's not satisfying. Um, And then... You've got these Guardian guys from the future who are not super satisfying because they come, come out of nowhere to be a villain that nobody really cares about at this point. <clears throat> um, and then you've got Archer not being present for the climax of what, what should be the climax of this story. And it doesn't feel like this is, a, especially given the way it ends, it doesn't feel like they're carrying this over into the next season at all. It seems like when, uh, when the one Zindi guy there pops in and does the Leslie Nielsen um, from airplane thing where he's like, I just want to you know everybody's counting on you. I'll see you later. And then he just like fucks off. And that's the end. That's like the culmination of the Zindi arc is that <laughs> guy going, well, the council's back together. The reptilians will get there eventually. Anyway, thanks, guys. We got to go. And that's, it. and that's it. You won't, and it's see, just you won't like, see the, that's v- not the Zindi this.
0: again. This is the final appearance of the Zindi. They, they are gone. That's awful. Yep. It's terrible.
1: It's terrible. And it's like to to have like if they had done that scene before the climactic battle, where Archer and and those guys really kind of like come to terms or whatever, and they have that thematic moment where it all kind of plays out or whatever, then fine, I guess. But they don't ever do that. There is no real climax or or resolution anyway to the story because if the climax of the story is Archer convincing them that they need to turn against the the guardians or whatever there's no falling action or no resolution that comes after that that pays off any of those changes or any of the character stuff that comes up to this point the closest you get out of all these episodes is when trip is like man it's too bad dagger got killed i kind of like that guy now that i don't hate his people (laughs) like that's about it and it's it's really i found it really dissatisfying
0: yeah. I mean, I, I would 100% agree with you. I find it dissatisfying in a lot of ways. I mean, mostly that it's just a case of, really. it really comes down to what we talked about for the past couple of episodes, which is that there is no conflict with the Zindi that you need to sort out. It's just the fact that they believe different things and up until once you learn that they learn different things then it just becomes a straight action sequence which they can't even really rely like the the reptilian motivation is so flimsy because they can't spend any time on it because we only just learned that the guardians are treated as gods in them. So the reptilian motivation I'm assuming is that they are supposed to be somewhat selfish Mm -hmm. but also basically following the prophecy that they're told has to happen. So... I think the show actually uninterestingly leans more on the reptilians as generic villain who wants to just become the leaders of the Zindi at that point. And there's not even a, there's not even a religious motivation behind what they're doing. It's just, this is what we have to do. No. No. So it's just a Mm -hmm. chase sequence. And once you get to that end of the chase sequence, they can't have a scene where the Zindi and the humans talk to each other because they don't have anything to say to each other. They would the Zindi would just right, go, "Sorry right. we believe that bullshit a couple of, uh, episodes ago and Arthur go, that's all right.
1: Like we all believe bullshit, you know." Like <laughs> yeah. you go, "Okay, If, if this stuff. were <laughs> if this were TNG, I feel like after they destroy those spheres and everything kind of shakes out, there would be a moment where Picard is like, "Well, um we just destroyed your entire religion and and everything that you uh, believed in as like a higher power. But it's what it is really is a learning experience <laughs> to realize to re- rely rely on yourself and not put your put your faith in false gods. Like yeah. there would be some sort of like
0: solution to that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Instead, it's just like yeah, well, they'll be fine. Yeah, it's just Archer.
0: I mean, Archer does his action sequence and then he has to do the dead thing because they're requ- they're playing on a twist here because the, the reason, and I, I guess it's a good place as any to get into the um, the ending uh, as you've done. The reason that I find the ending so frustrating and so annoying is that after we've just slogged through 24 episodes of something, Mm-hmm. It felt like the worst—it felt to me—it reminded me strongly of the reason that I could not watch 24 for more than a season, which is that as soon as you think something's over, they just immediately mm-hmm. bang you with another thing to pop you back into it, and it's really tiring to me. I At the end of this Zindi arc, I wanted, as you're saying, more discussion— maybe even go home naturally to like cool down a little yeah. bit and instead it's just like sure. World War II alternate histories back to it's like it's the, uh, the, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas CJ meme where he's walking down the thing going Oh ah, shit here we go again it's like oh my god <laughs> I, you guys can't even they can't even catch their breath at the end of this incredibly long and I would say mediocre season to just be like, all right, audience, like you get the, you have a chance to to take your breath off and I just uh, take a breath. I understand. I understand that there are production reasons why they wanted to end it this way, but it's so oh, really, it's so exhausting. I, I found it exhausting to be like, are you kidding me? Like yeah, I, me I have to go
1: right into this again. Like, what is this? I had the, I had the exact same feeling when, <laughs> When those when those World War II planes st- showed up and started shooting the the the, the uh, shuttlecraft, I I like audibly went, because <laughs> <laughs> I was just tired. It's ti- you're like, tired, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way. I just wanted, like, I wanted some sort of closure to this, yes. instead of just throwing throwing another brick through a window and being like all right well we got to go talk to these guys now like it it uh i was thinking about the difference between um the way this ended and the way loki ended and i think the ending of loki caught a lot of people off guard because it's a cliffhanger and the for the other two shows that they've done have not are, have not been cliffhangers and um what i think got lost in the translation a little bit is that the ending of Loki was a cliffhanger brought about by a decision made by characters that was informed by the entire story that had been they'd been telling up to that point. It wasn't just a cliffhanger for the sake of a cliffhanger. Whereas this feels like a fucking cliffhanger for the sake of a cliffhanger. Yep. And it's it's not... There's no resolution to the story they've been telling. It has, at least on the surface, nothing no, no to do connection. with... No connection with why there's a blue guy in the Nazis now. Um, I mean, does this mean yeah, that the aquatics just,
0: have traveled back in time
1: with them? Because the, the ship brought them there. You know what I oh. mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, there's Who's to say? I don't even know when the time jump happens. Like, there's no... No, no idea.
0: Nope. Because the, the last time they time jumped, as soon as it happens, Mayweather goes, the stars are in the wrong position because we're in the wrong time. Here, right. no one yeah. knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> they just... They, <laughs>
1: They fly back to. They're Earth. not focusing on that shit, man. They're just Too trying to tired. get home. They're just, yeah, they're just, you know, they're about to fall asleep at the wheel, but they can see the driveway. You know what I mean?
0: That was that was the the big problem for me was I felt exhausted when it happened, and mm. I was just like, can I just end the season and have these characters maybe talk to each other for a second about what the hell has just happened here? Because jumping into this next thing is. I don't know. It's it's like the opposite of blue balls. It's not anticipation, but it's more like it's <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like if I was watching this in real time, you'd have to wait months. And and if I felt this way about the season in real time while watching it, I would say it's kind of a discovery feeling for me. Where I, I would watch it and go, I don't want to watch this in a couple months. Like what are they doing? Why did they end it this way? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really it. And just what I was touching on earlier, there's two reasons you can look at it this way, or two ways that people think about it. One is that the show was under threat of cancellation at this point, so they decided they wanted to put a cliffhanger that would make the network somewhat reluctant to cancel it in the middle of a cliffhanger like that. It's <laughs> kind of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> the other thing that you can take away is that there's, like, um, if you read between the, the lines a little bit, this is Braga's last episode, and he knows that he's stepping mm. away from it. And... Braga is being petty to the next showrunner and saying, Here's a shitty mm. situation that you have to figure out what the hell is going on with it, right?
1: Um, I really hope that's not the case because that's that's pretty bullshit. I think it's probably that's a 75 pretty thing to do.
0: I think it's 75 percent them trying to come up with a cliffhanger. And I know that Berman wanted this, Berman wanted to do the entire next season as a World War II thing, he wanted the whole season to be in
1: World War II. Oh my god, um, so they don't do have that. you seen what the women wear Brandon? <laughs> they're painted on the side of planes and they're gorgeous Nazi bullets just tearing their uniforms think, to just shreds. just think <laughs> just think of Tapal dressed like Marilyn Monroe for 24 episodes
0: I can see I can see and I can see Braga doing something like this um I'll have more to say about Braga and Berman I think when we do a wrap up for this which I I'm still planning on doing so we won't do it now but those are the two reasons. Um, I I don't have much else to say about the ending. Um, Star Trek has done Nazis before. This is another yeah, re- re- return yeah. to that kind of a thing, like a literal Naziification. Hmm. Um, I guess we'll spin back a little bit. I'll, I will talk about Daniels. My problem with Daniels is that The same problem I've had with him forever. He's the worst temporal agent I've ever known because he drops a line here where my bosses would be really upset if I told you that this is the case of what's happening. But he also, it it just doesn't make any sense to me how he's trying to convince Archer not to do the thing that he will do. And in the future, he knows
1: that this is how it works. He knows. He knows that Archer saves the day and and lives and everything. How does convincing him not to do the thing that he's going to do ensure that the future timeline happens. <laughs> how is that How does that make any sense? It makes no sense. It's such a terrible Because you're showing him at the point at the point that the that he's pulled him out. Archer is planning on going and blowing this thing up, right? He's planning on going to do it. So, the timeline that he should be seeing is a timeline that is skewed off of him doing that. Yeah, he he knows and he does. So, doesn't. if he's down there, yeah, he knows if he's down there with the other guys, you know, doing the all touching the orb for the Federation. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Donald Trump at the end of wh- that. Line.
1: Why? <laughs> <laughs> God, he he would probably still be alive. Unfortunately, he, he will be. Uh, <laughs> we did this. We did this a hundred years ago. It was a great fun. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, but like he's done he's done he's done the thing in this timeline why is daniels trying to convince him not to do it no idea when archer is looking down and going like i can see that i don't die (laughs) (laughs) so like i was i was trying to i was trying to make sense of this and i was thinking about the guardians and i was like at least the guardians exist in like a nebulous between timelines, thing. They, they, well, they constantly just, like, acknowledge that
0: timelines can shift based on what happens to them. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. They're they're playing the ball where it's like every time something happens, the timeline changes slightly or something. Like they they're just trying to like it's make sure the the river doesn't split. Yeah. yeah probability. Yeah. yeah. That that was fine. I had no problem with that. That makes sense. The Daniel stuff makes zero sense yep. and has especially put up against that stuff like i i it's it just doesn't make any it doesn't make any logical story sense and when you're trying to when you're trying to build a scene around convincing a guy not to do something when he can see when if he does it then the outcome is good like i don't know well it's not even there's no acknowledgement where where the anything comes out of that scene there's no
0: acknowledgement here of you can get around this stuff if you're poetic with daniels But Daniels has no poetry to him. He's just like, Daniels has never acknowledged what the Guardians seem to understand, which is that there's this probabilistic approach to things, which is that he, but because Daniels exists in this world where he is from the future. He knows how things are going to play out and he feels free to come back and tell Archer about everything that happens. It's just a, and it's not even a learning moment where Daniels is playing Archer to teach him something it's It's not like he shows right. up at the end and is like this is why you should go with your gut, or like the reason that you're so important is because you believe in yourself and like even me trying to mm-hmm. play dirty pool with you and cause you to knock off, you realize what you had to do. Daniels is literally just some grunt guy who <laughs> shows up and is like. Please don't die, Jonathan Archer. Like, the future depends on it. Oh, oh! wait a minute. Even though I know everything about the future and could tell you all this stuff, I'm still going to act as if this is a complete surprise why you're standing down there on the pedestal after this happens. It's just, it's completely,
1: I hate that character. I think he's terrible. The only way Daniel's, what that Daniel scene makes sense is if he pulls Archer aside and says, listen, everything you're doing, everything you do messes up the timeline. Like you, we've to to steal another a line from Loki. We've passed the threshold of what I know is going to happen. So everything every decision that you make is going to somehow alter the timeline in a way that I can't tell. And if you go and do this and you die, then the federation doesn't happen. Like but what he's showing him is he's just showing him the literal future. Yeah. And so it doesn't it doesn't track that there's any sense of 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 drama to the situation because i mean if i was if i don't know if archer says this i don't think he does but he should have been like well i'm gonna go do it if i don't do it <laughs> does this still happen <laughs> like maybe yeah. if i don't do it this doesn't happen maybe we only get to this point because i do it like they they uh, never well,
0: archer kind of makes that point when, when daniels is like you can't do it archer goes what planet are we on and Daniel goes, Earth. He goes, yeah, so that's, I saved that's true. the day. Yes, good point. Right? Yes. I saved the day. Yeah. And was <laughs> it's going, like it worked, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> I'm planning on doing it. We're on Earth, so Earth didn't explode. I'm down, literally down there on that podium, holding hands and, 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 and whatnot with these aliens that we've created this federation from. You're not making a great case here, Daniels. The only the only thing that could have saved that scene is if Daniels turned out to be one of the guardians yes, or something. Glenn yeah. was just trying to f- fuck him over.
0: Archer should be like, "I've never felt more confident in what I'm about to do. Like, I'm, not, I'm not even <laughs> I'm worried about this." Yeah, yelling at the reptilian, "You can't kill me. I'm alive in six years." See ya. Yeah, um, yeah. That's pretty much it for Daniels. I I just think that time travel is tricky. Enterprise doing tra- time travel as it's been doing is a lazy show trying to do time travel and it's just like what what is this like well, why are you even bothering with what this is supposed to be? Um, outside of that, I think it's the rest of the episode is stock action to me and yeah you know I I don't like that I'm try- I'll try to not to hold it against the show but the show does this an awful lot uh, some of the best episodes of Enterprise do not do that. Or they play on the trope like North Star where it it ends in an okay corral shootout. It's kind of like, oh, they're kind of playing with the fact that they do this all the time in a fun way. Other episodes don't do it and they are remarkable for it or they're memorable for it in the Enterprise sense. I just... It's been a season of not much to talk about and not much to say about things that has ended in a way that enterprise likes to lazily wrap up its stories. And I found it, I found it as a whole not to be worth the time that the season took to get to that point. And yeah. uh, more thoughts think
1: about that. I think, um, I think talking about it now is sort of, <clears throat> um, sh- reshuffling things about it in my brain a bit, and I think I'm realizing the only reason I liked the action was because of Shran. Sure, because I I thought I thought he was great. I thought his performance was really engaging. The stuff he was doing was a lot of fun. Uh, He's relatively minor, uh, you know. Too. Blow-
0: L- less anyone has forgotten yeah. what, what happens. He's just well, yeah.
1: Not to mention, like that's why when. Uh, when when everybody gets back to the ship and they're like, "Oh yeah, Archer didn't make it off the thing," I was like, "Well, obviously Shran beamed him off. Oh sure, <laughs> like Shran's still there, right? Yeah, yeah, unless he just left. Like, I was like, that's the, that's the, that's what you do usually in this situation.' Is it's like, oh, the the thing blew up, they got out of there, they didn't get Archer, but Shran was right there, so yeah. he he managed and he's got a stronger teleporter than yep." What's better technology. They got a better ship. ship.
0: They shoot the fuck out of that reptilian yeah. ship. Yeah, we they should have brought Shran the yeah. whole time.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like if you've if you've got sh- at least that way, if if you end with uh, Archer alive on Shran's ship, you at least get an interesting scene yeah. out of it. Yeah. Than just you know, World War Two. Well, you didn't. Nazi you didn't, camp.
0: I mean, yeah, I. I mean, I, I think it goes to show that the show, no, this sh- obviously the show knows that Archer's not dead. But the only thing you get out of it is to Paul and Flocks talking about the dog, right? That that's the right, that's the extent yeah. of mourning Archer that happens in this this episode. And people argue, well, you know, you know, he can't be dead, blah blah blah. But like the characters don't know that, and all we get out right, of the death right. of the captain for this great sacrifice. There's no them drinking as a crew in the the the, the hall mess hall or whatever. There's no reflection mm-hmm. of remember those times with Captain Archer. It's just to Paul pets his dog. <laughs> it's like that's Wes, that's the extent of
1: it. Wes, if you if you're looking for a Star Trek show that has ten to fifteen minute sequences where the crew reminisces about a dead crew member, discovery. You're watching the wrong show. <laughs> yeah. There's another show you should be watching. But no yeah like I that's one of the things I, I hate <clears throat> um, I hate the criticism oh you not you know they're not really dead. I hate that criticism because yeah, I, I was listening to something recently and the, and the, uh, the person they were talking about uh, the Marvel movies and stuff and they brought up the point which I made when you know Infinity war and whatnot came out, which was yeah of course they're not gonna stay dead. That's not the point. like the stakes in these things are never is someone actually dead? Right. It's always, it's always a, revolves around what the penalty for the actions are or what it's going to cost to bring them back. Like that's, you know, end game is all about what, what's it cost to bring this to, to win? What's it cost to get this people, the people back? Yeah. And, and this is just, you don't get any of that. It's just, it's just kind of like outside of that dog scene. It's not really, there's nothing built into that. Um, and yeah, it's just a. I don't know. <sighs> it's why I'm not going to... If, if they never do time travel on this show again, it will be too Well,
0: soon. we've got two episodes of Temporal Cold War, but I do know that they are the next two Ugh. episodes of the season four, and they wrap it up, and they never could go they, back to it.
1: Could they not at least have sent them back to the 50s or something know, so the Temporal <laughs> Cold War could just be the literal Cold War? It would, be, it would,
0: it would have been a more thematic uh, understanding of the material, I think, but... I think that the reason the reason I'm not going to really remember Enterprise is because this show chose not to have a scene where the characters talk about what it meant to lose Archer. There's no this sure. this show doesn't sure. exist in a place where I feel that these characters actually know each other and talk to each other in any real way that exi- like the the universe feels completely constructed, which is obvious it is mm-hmm. a constructed environment but you know TNG I can in my head imagine how those characters act when they're not in an app like i can write this i can see the script in my head ds9 i can Mm -hmm. see how the characters interact with each other enterprise i have literally no idea what these characters would talk to each Mm -hmm. other about if you if if someone would say put hoshi and reed in a scene together i don't know what those characters say to each other i don't know what their their general sense of being is even if you have something like Archer's Dead, I don't know how Reid would talk about that. I don't know how Hoshi would react to that stuff. There's just platitudes. And I think that Enterprise to this yeah. point, that's the weakness of the show to me is that even if you take away and you say that the scripts have been mediocre to bad and that the show does not seem to have a direction, I don't think the show has ever effectively built this cast to be something where I'm like, I enjoy spending time with this crew at the very least
1: no i mean uh, the closest that they've gotten for me recently is to paul and yeah trip trip only because they actually get to have scenes together mm-hmm. and uh you know it, the they're not doing a ton with it they're they're definitely taking their sweet ass time mm-hmm. with that stuff but like even this episode i thought the i i, I like that scene where, where she tells him his age uh, tells him her age yeah. i thought that was like a like the last couple episodes like when she calls him trip for the first time was nice this one where they have that little bit about the age was nice um you know you actually has there ever been a scene like that between any two other characters on the show no except for like flocks and archer when they find maybe. out reed they find yes. out reed likes pineapple yeah <laughs> i think flocks and archer
0: are the only two that have had something similar to that where they actually talk about something yeah. with each other but well. no I agree. Any other thoughts mm-hmm. about this one? Should we go to uh, wrap it
1: up? Um, <clears throat> no, I think that's about it. Let's, I'm, I'm disappointed. Again, I'm disappointed that they did this time travel thing because I feel like you can do Archer might be dead, so we have to carry on without him in a way that's not such a cheat. Um because i mean what i don't know i it 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 makes me not excited to watch season four yeah. knowing that this is how it starts yeah yep yeah. right, a which is a
0: bummer it is it's a um yeah i don't know I don't know what the expression would be but it was it's definitely i th- i think the other thing about it is that it's not even a completely novel like wow what does that mean you go nazis right. like an yeah. all an alternate World War
1: II history? It's like, how many times has that been done? I don't need to see this. It's just the worst this is the worst yeah. thing ever. I'm sorry. Did he wake up in season two of Man and, Man in the High Castle or something?
0: <laughs> Inspiration comes from everywhere. All right, let's take a break, then we'll play another clip. We'll come back. We'll read some patron thoughts and give our final thoughts about the finale for the season Zero Hour.
1: DePaul. DePaul! DePaul! To- Take us to full impulse. Get us out of here. Wait a minute, I'm almost there. You don't have a minute, Commander. And give me 10 seconds of telling you I've got it.
0: That's it. Time's up. It sure is. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Thank you for watching all of season three with us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Zero Hour was the episode that we just covered. And as always, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the file. It's the best way to do it. We're over our Voyager goal now, so we'll be covering every single Voyager episode when we get to that series. Thank you for your support. Thank you for making that possible. And um, as always... Well, I guess you should say, well, you got a Patreon. Patreon has all the extra podcasts. A couple dollars a month, you get extra podcasts. You get the ability to vote in the polls. You get access to the uh, Discord, the special Discord room for the captains. Captains get early access to all the podcast episodes by a day or two. So if that interests you and you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the file. Continue it through season four of Enterprise, and then we'll probably be moving to Voyager. But
1: things are up in the air at this point. We gotta, uh, We got to come up with a new goal. I know.
0: I can't think of anything. I do Run what, out of Star Trek. What, what, what is there left to do? <laughs> Let us know. Become a patron and, and, and message And me. we
1: wept. And we wept. And we wept when we looked upon our works <laughs> and saw that there were no Star Trek left to
0: conquer. Um, and as always, a special thank you to our Captain Tier supporters. A very special thanks go to Tariq Latif, Samuel Custer, Joint Mango, Kyle Barrett. Mike Burnett, Andrew Cherlog, Matt Ross, Michael Pond, Christian Pouch, Matt Cutler, Nick Sergey, Grim Santos, Sean Cardinal, Doomsday, Bradley Killens, Dwayne Hackett, Kevin Reyes of all thirteen hero, Jordan Cooper, Russell Elge, Darth Mosk, H twenty eight, Stephen Minton, Derek Zajai, Paul Roscoe, Jacob one two three, Poindexter G, Patrick Seba, Dave Davies, Johnny Franceschi, Mike Harris, Captain Brazen, Eric Eric Antoine, Jakey's Gamer, Kevin Larry, Corey Martin, Wim Nick the Rat, Disbrada, Rayhan Jaffer, Ed Mark Star, Grapple John Zorn. Soil the Blues, A Majors, Olivier Pardeur, Retail, Tom Hickey, Jose Hunter, ZWNF Remixes, Captain McMunchausen, James McLennan, Beal Lokai, Jonas, Tommy Tango, Two Vicks Must Die, Dennis Seifert, Chris McLaughlin, and Mutilated Puppet. Thank you very much, everybody, for supporting the show. Much appreciated. You guys are the reason that the show continues. So thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Patron comments. All right, there's 11 of them, maybe less. I think there's 11. Matt Ross says, okay, now you need five IDs to close uh to fire closer doesn't matter
1: earth was too busy to they? Even launch a missile what are they trying to vote
0: i just think of the uh it's not the missouri compromise <laughs> what was the There was like the three-fifths of a person for uh blacks in the south right wasn't that some kind of compromise that they made for before yes. the civil war yeah yeah that's, that's the only thing three-fifths <laughs> ever reminds me of is, is the civil war uh, doesn't matter earth was too busy to even launch a missile <laughs> <laughs> after we get a partial character regression, oh, boy, <laughs> and an exposition, was that that? Let me see if I understand my history right. So that was to provide for senators before the Civil War, right? So they wanted to count no, people who couldn't vote as population to determine con- Congress uh, congressional representation, right? That must be what it's for. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't remember, but if I had to guess, it does sound like uh, manip- manipulation in order to uh, um, benefit voting. Yes, yeah, in some sense. yeah. I,
0: it's, it's sad. I don't know specifically what. I, I assume that's what it was. After we get a partial character aggression and an exposition dump as to why they're on the mission, we get Daniels, the absolute worst temporal agent ever. Then it's Archer with fist-fighting action and your usual countdowns. Although it was a neat effect to see the ball go boom, it followed up by the biggest fuck you I've ever seen in Trek at that time with the BS time travel. The aquatics didn't notice the wrong time period, and Trip still thinks there's a Starfleet landing pad while P-51s are attacking the shuttle pod.
1: Two, stop it, damn it, out of Five. The compromise counted three-fifths of each state's slave population toward that state's total population for the purpose of apportioning the House of Representatives.
0: Yeah. yeah. But they couldn't vote at all. They just wanted to – yeah, they just wanted the, the right. population. Yes. Yeah. Um Exactly. So I guess that seems like a bad idea. Although that was what they agreed on, right? That wasn't that the agreement that they came
1: down to. I don't even I don't know how that flies. Yeah, I mean it doesn't make it great. But <laughs> <laughs> what's the? Lots of bad stuff has been agreed to over the years. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't. What's the advantage to the northern states? I don't know what they got out of it.
1: Anyway, I guess I should learn read the history about that.
0: Cal Barrett says zero hour over the past few episodes. Fifteen
1: hundred dollars. We'll do a deep dive on uh on the Civil War era constitution. <laughs> Pre-Civil War rights. era. <laughs> over the past few episodes, the Zindi arc has been
0: simplified to the point where our heroes have to blow up a couple of big space balls and kill the evil lizard men to save Earth and the wider galaxy. Like a David Iki Is it Iki Do you know that name? I C K E. Oh. Uh, I think it's Ike. Ike. I think. Like a David Ikey wet dream. Admittedly, as an action episode, yeah. it's great fun and totally bonkers. The fulfilled revenge Reed feels as he sees the weapon explode is the sweetest thing he's tasted since that time he managed to come in his own mouth. By then, we get the <coughs> terrible cliffhanger, which may have saved the show from cancellation, but it's also Braga. Now knowing Koto will replace him as showrunner next season, leaving the promoted writer with a purposefully stupid ending as a personal fuck you. I have to take a whole point off for that dumb denouement alone. Three out of five.
1: Did, Yeah, did Brandon Braga watch the end of Twin Peaks and go, I've got it. This is what we do. Cliffhanger that we don't answer <laughs> for 25 years. <laughs> but they will. Just in case it gets canceled. We want to we leave people talking about it.
0: Yeah. I thought I, I, I squarely pin the blame on what happened to the show to Braga. I think it's his fault for what the show turned yeah. out to be um, from the oral history and just the way that it worked and everything like that. I just – he didn't um, – <laughs> I don't think he was ever interested in this show and was just doing it to do it. And I think that the product kind of shows that energy. Royo says, Zero mm. Hour. As I said about Countdown, Enterprise has regressed to the level of a nineteen forty sci-fi serial and nothing is more indicative – indicative of that than Archer's capture by the bloody Nazis. I'm glad you guys covered Omega Glory because there will be a lot of parallels as the Nazis that Archer will face off against are literal circa 1944 Nazis. There's no metaphor anymore. Every past use of the Nazis in Star Trek was to engage in the idea of the Nazis and to engage that concept intellectually within the story. But with Enterprise, season four will begin as dime store trash. They must save Earth from literal Nazis. As for the earlier parts of the episodes, the fight to destroy the doomsday machine felt very TOS and thus was served visible as a Star Trek episode. Unfortunately, the temporal cold war bull hockey has tripped up the Zindiarc at the finishing line, foreshadowing how TNG will somehow trip up Enterprise's series finale at the finishing line. While season 4 will mark a substantial improvement of the show. It starts and ends as complete trash, 2 out of 5.
1: If I was Manny Cotto, I would have thrown it right back in Bragg's face and just been like, "We're not answering this question. We're going to start off, everybody's back to normal next season." <laughs> And they're going to talk about it. just ignore it. it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to talk about it and be like, man, that was wild. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to see how they got back. We're just going to know that they're back and everybody's fine and we're on to the next mission.
0: Yeah. I have not seen it, but I know that the sense is that the way that Kodo returns the favor is that he will wrap things up brutally in the, in the, in the next <clears throat> episode to be like, we're done with this. I'm not, I'm not talking about this anymore. Good. So. Good. Point X says, splitting up the cast and giving everyone something to do is really key to this sort of story. They do that here and it works great. The finale of the year-long Zindi arc comes off as quite an exciting and well-put-together ending. I can even forgive the Shran ex machina. Five out of five. Oh, wait, I forgot about the alien Nazis, of course. There's alien Nazis. A four out of five, I guess.
1: Latte Lab Brain. This what, see, season four opens with Archer waking up on Shran's ship and going, man, I just had a wild dream <laughs> where the Nazis took over and somehow we ended up back in 1945. And that's it. This that's that's all a, you
0: do. A freeze frame on a laugh, yeah. <clears throat> Latte Librarian says, Zero Hour, Strain to the Rescue is fun, and overall this is a fine episode. I thought DePaul's reaction to being compared to an old oil painting was out of character since Vulcan seemed beyond buying anti-wrinkle cream. At only 66, no less. The ending is dumb. Three explosions out of five. Yeah, I... um. I think that to Paul stuff is charming. I think that that's hmm. the the show isn't. I, I can't speak to it. I don't know how this relationship continues. But to me, the reason you would do this storyline is to explore a relationship between a normal human in Trip and a sort of autistic person in to Paul, like emotionally autistic. You know, like there's a. Sure. They've never really engaged with this idea of what it would mean to be a human who's married to a Vulcan or like in a relationship with a right. Vulcan. Right. Sarek has yeah. human wives, but they always hand wave it off as like, we know he loves us. Like, you don't have to, you know, don't worry about it. Like, we, we just know this is, but yeah. there's something deeper and more strange about that That's relationship. It's just what he's into. Just it doesn't want to show it. Just wants to sit on the yeah. couch.
1: Um. Yeah, it, it, it's too bad. It's too bad that they don't. I mean, I don't know, maybe they do in season 4, but yeah, I wish I wish the underpinning of this relationship was not <sighs> space drugs.
0: Yeah, it, or yeah, the, the space drugs and just <clears throat> I think it's a mistake in in building this relationship, which is ultimately due to space drugs, but to crack to Paul as the way that you do it to like mm. to to yeah. ruin her to to weaken her as a Vulcan character is the only way that this relationship can play out because I much prefer a strong Vulcan and a human who's infatuated with her. I think that's a more interesting story for those Yes, two. yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian Pouch yeah, says, agree. Zero Hour, it's not good. The action is okay at best and the whole episode is disjointed. The sphere plot has no urgency beyond the artificial ticking clock and the weapon plot is by the numbers. Both end abruptly. Finally, Trek has a weird fetish about Nazi villains sometimes and it's such a bizarre left turn that makes no sense with the rest of the episode. Even Shran can't save it. Hot take one out of five wide variety of opinions here on Zero Hour. Yeah, yeah. John Zorn says, Say what you want about Enterprise, Archer, or the Zindi arc. By the time it's all finished, they will not only have saved Earth, but they will save the Zindi and the Vulcans, and the sphere builder threats of the galaxy, make an ally of both Silic and the New York mob, clean up the Delphic Expanse, reset the timeline, end the temporal Cold War, and stick it to the goddamn Nazis for good measure. Suck it, Alex Gartsman. I'll take angry Archer not earning his plot points over weepy goddamn everybody not earning theirs any day of the week. Three-gallon jugs of Luberderm. Out of five. Rahan Jaffer says I won't comment on the conclusion of the Zindi arc as we're all thinking the same thing. So instead, I'll focus on the subplot with T'Pol and the blender. What the hell happened there? Did a random page end up in the script? Julian Blaylock seemed embarrassed to be on screen while holding it. According to Memory Beta, the blender has its own non-canon novel to explain its origins. But for those of us not interested in reading it, we'll just have to live with the mystery of the blender. Four inexplicable bullets out of five.
1: What the hell is he talking about?
0: It's another Discord uh, joke right there. People can join the Discord oh. if they want access to understanding. Oh, boy. Rays.
1: You got in-jokes <laughs> bleeding into the, <laughs> what is going
0: on here? Next comment is, Nick the rat's a Zero Hour, why weren't the Vulcans there to assist? Why is Archer such a jerk to Hoshi? Why did they cross Star Trek with Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Flox and Trip and a little to Paul continue to be the high points of the show
1: four out of five for an enterprise episode a low three for star trek great question well i guess i mean i guess they didn't really have time to call call reinforcements at that point because they just uh like wormhole out the right the vulcans you're Earth's. talking about yeah like i guess they didn't really have time to because I, I i did think that too i was like why don't they radio or send a message back to earth and be like guys
0: get ready send some help up here
1: <laughs> you know yeah
0: You'd think they'd, they'd have amassed a defense fleet or something. There's really nothing standing between Earth yeah. and, and that. Well,
1: I guess they didn't. They try. Uh, I think I think they tried to to contact Earth on a certain signal or something, but I don't know if it was because they blow up that space station or what, mm. but I don't know
0: uh Yarky, Yarky, Yarky says zero hour pretty good ending to the season and story arc and the episode had its own problems with pacing the cliffhanger ending was very much a what the fuck moment when i saw it the first time alien nazis i wonder if they inserted the alien nazi ending trying to force the network to pick up a fourth season as the fans would have gone bonkers if they'd
1: have ended it with that four stars out of five i mean like why well, don't just give archer two heads or something Well you know yeah i <laughs> the you could have. They could have done with if that was the reasoning. They could have done literally anything.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To Paul comes in and says, "I'm pregnant." Cut to black.
1: It's like, what happened? They, the last scene. The last scene is Flocks uh, uh, and to and Paul talking about Porthos, and then Porthos looks at them and goes, "To Paul, it's me, <laughs> Jonathan," and that's the end of the show.
0: That's not bad. I can't top it. I'm just thinking of random like you. Do you cut to a scene with like. Flock standing over Hoshi laying on the ground bloody and he's got a bloody knife in his hand and it just cuts to black and it's like join us for season four to learn about why Flock's murdered Hoshi. I would have done that. Yeah, yeah. Cardinal Doomsday with the final comments is zero hour. If the sphere builders are powerful enough to board the Enterprise and deplete the ship's energy, why is it taking them this long to do it? Well, they had to wait for uh, the space to become jelly-like whatever, the, whatever the, that place they can exist in to uh, allow them to do things to it. Thank you very much, patrons, for your comments. That's it for this season of Enterprise. We're done with another season, Clay.
1: Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I was just thinking, <laughs> based off that last thing, a great podcast. I don't know if you could get multiple shows out of it, but a good episode would be covering all of the post-credit sequences and movies that never got sequels. Sure. So that because so many movies set that set things up now, and so many of them don't end up ever actually paying them off. Right. That uh, everybody trying to do the Marvel thing that they end up you end up getting these like wackadoo cliffhangers that just never get paid <laughs> off. I'm thinking specifically of the the, the post credit scene in X-Men. Is it, I think it's the X-Men: The Last Stand, mm-hmm. where uh, early in the movie, Charles Xavier gets exploded by Phoenix. Well, I, I, was a, I shouldn't call her Phoenix. That's an insult to the name. Uh, but by Gene Gray, and then at the end, in Ireland, in Scotland, Moira McTaggart has this like homeless guy in the hospital who turns out to have the mind of Charles Xavier inside of him. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just like it was like what Charles? That's you, and that's the end of the movie. And they never never paid it off. Never went back to talk about it. Everything's just he's back to normal when they shows up again in, uh, in uh, Days of Future's Past.
0: Just ignore it. It's not worth thinking about. Thank you patrons for leaving your thoughts yes.
1: on this show. End of end of the season, end of the season. We hit another one. Um I uh, I was hoping I'd be a little bit more energized going into uh season 4, mm-hmm. but the Nazis and aliens are not doing it for me yeah. as of yet.
0: Yeah, we'll probably save a we'll do a season wrap up for this one. Um <clears throat> I think that's worthwhile, even if it's short, just to re-go over everything that we've done. It'll give us a little bit of breathing room, too, for the next season. Uh, Ignoring all that, what are you going to give this one on our scale of one to five, closing out Enterprise's third season with zero hour?
1: Um, Coming into it, I would have given it a three, but after talking about it, I think I'm going to give it a two. Yeah.
0: I think it's a two for me as well. Yeah. not really, like, as we got towards the end of this, I was just like, let's, let's get this over with. Gentlemen, let's just wrap this thing up. I think this show is, uh, this idea has run out of gas. And yeah, getting to that point at the very end, it just felt like it was, t- uh, it was traditional enterprise stuff. It's a lot of action that I shut my brain off for and watch and go, looks like um early 2000s network TV stuff like this like it's just it's you know it's even i don't know it's just it do, it doesn't grab me and i don't think that the show has done character work to this point where you can even approach it from a character perspective so i'm, I'm left with i'm not sure what's left if it's just a chase sequence yeah. and there's nothing else to the plot i don't really know what i'm supposed to get out of it so i'm going to give it a two
1: you'll give it a two as mm. well and that's it we're done with the season three big big four four to five for shran but uh can't not enough to bolster the whole episode. Yeah, he's in it
0: for so little. He really just, he defends the ship and that's it. And shoots
1: the reptilians and calls it a day there. But he is it is good show. He shows up in a in a very contrived manner and then he just disappears when the action's over. Yeah, so yeah, he'll be he back there to service the plot. I guess he'll be back. Good. That's it. New
0: showrunner next season. Braga is gone. Berman is pretty much neutralized. Uh, and we have Manicoto running the show. And next season is going to be a lot of short three, two or three episode mini arcs mm. that they do. So the episodes are kind of like three parts, three parters for most of the season. Mm. A lot of um, closing the gap between Enterprise and TOS is done. It's a kind of mm. uh, continuity thing that they focus on quite strongly. We'll see how we feel
1: about it compared to what Enterprise did before. Always. <laughs> Always a good, always a good uh, choice. Always a good, a strong. Let's wh- find out. Let's find out what happened to the Wookies in between Episode Three and Episode Four. That make sure f- all those loose ends are tied up. That's the fear. Let's see how they do
0: it. People generally,
1: I put it on. A we got to see the handoff of the babies. We got to see when Bail Organa <laughs> gets the baby.
0: <laughs> People generally
1: <sighs> seem to like Season Four.
0: I think. I, sure. I, yeah. They said that about Season Three too. I don't know. Seasons four is also extremely short. Uh, so we'll be done with it pretty quickly. Uh, there's also two, two parters in it and we're going to be doing those as one episode. So we cut down on the episode count even more doing it that way. Um, okay. But we'll see. Thank you very much guys. Thank you for listening. We both give it a two out of five for zero hour. We're done. Patreon.com slash the Pensky file. If you want to support the show there. Otherwise the file.com has all the podcasts. You can go there. It's on YouTube. Blah, blah,
1: blah. I don't think I have much else to say. What do you have to say? This being August, uh, Amanda and I will be talking about or have talked about Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan in our continuing Patreon series about the Friday the 13th movies. Uh, this one is a doozy, so <laughs> check it out. And I don't, I is this going to be up after the 13th? This will be, this'll be up
0: after the 13th.
1: Okay, well, I hope you all enjoyed the live stream we did on, on fr- Friday the 13th. <laughs> You've been
0: talking August. about it in the past couple of episodes, so they will they will be aware of it. Um, Good, I, yes. But the 13th will have passed. I think it will be of last week, if I'm remembering properly what we did. Okay.
1: Uh, and we've got a badass. Badass, we're a little bit over the halfway point of season four. And uh regular Rotten Horror Picture Show. We've got uh, American Werewolf in London coming up pretty soon. Oh, nice. I think it might already be out at this point. Um, so yeah, check it out. Sounds good. All the shows, PenskeFell.com. You can find them on all the uh, podcast places as well.
0: YouTube, if you're so inclined to watch them on YouTube. That's it. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. We're done with another season. One more season of Enterprise to get through. And then we're done with Enterprise. I shouldn't say get through one more one more season to to uh to wrap up this series, the shortest of the Star Trek series. The only one to be canceled at this point in time. Still don't know what we're doing. I mm. guess I guess by the time you guys listen to this, you'll know what we're doing with lower decks and things like that. But we'll see. I still haven't decided at this point. Thank you very much for listening. I've told
1: you that the uh, for, for the longest time, the final episode of Enterprise was the only one I've ever watched. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. I don't think. Maybe yeah. I have, but yeah, that's the only one. Do you remember it at all? I remember. What I, happened? You, remember, I remember, you must remember the big thing about it, yeah.
1: I do. I remember the big thing about it, but everything else that was pertaining to Enterprise didn't mean anything to me when I watched it, so sure. I don't remember any of that stuff. I know somebody dies. That's what I can't remember who.
0: And um, Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it takes place during a specific TNG episode 2. So yes. it might be worth it might that, be yeah. worth rewatching that one as a rewatch before we get to it. <laughs> uh that's it. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you later.